This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals. The information presented is for general educational purposes only and should not be used as professional medical advice or for the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions. The views and opinions expressed do not represent the views and opinions of our employer or any affiliated institution. Expressed opinions are based on scientific facts under certain conditions and subject to certain assumptions and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions or in any legal proceeding. Full terms and conditions can be found at portablebeads.com. And now onto the episode. Welcome back to Portal of Pete's, the Pediatric Board Review Podcast. I'm Sam, and with me as always is Ryan. Hey guys. It's time for another Stats Facts episode. So this time we're actually going to be talking about study designs. So there are two main overarching types of studies, observational and experimental. Let's break each one down and talk about the different study designs within each of these two types. Observational studies are by definition non-experimental, so these studies contain no intervention measures. Because of that, factors under investigation are not controlled, making it harder to replicate results. These studies can further be broken down into descriptive or analytical and inferential studies. The descriptive studies are case reports, case series, and cross-sectional. Case reports discuss an interesting finding or a diagnosis in a single patient. Case series is the same thing, but involving more than one patient. And then cross-sectional can be descriptive if they're discussing the prevalence and epidemiology of diseases. They simply reflect a disease situation or clinical outcome at a specific moment in specific populations. Analytical or inferential studies include case control, cohort, and cross-sectional. Case control studies are by nature retrospective. The study asks what happened in the past that led to a presence of a specific disease or clinical outcome. An example of this A study might take 50 patients with hearing loss and 50 patients without hearing loss and then look retrospectively to see if they had recurrent otitis media. Cohort studies, on the other hand, are prospective and essentially the opposite of a case control. They start with a specific group of people who have been selected for some defining characteristic or disease risk factors. Then researchers assess the effect of prognostic factors like age, gender, BMI, etc. on a clinical outcome. An example of this, you might start with 50 pediatric patients with an episode of otitis media and follow them over time. They might look to see if they develop recurrent otitis media, and then afterwards, if they develop any hearing loss, or if they stay healthy, or however their trajectory may play. And finally, our third type are cross-sectional studies, and these can be analytical as well as descriptive as we talked about. Again, we look at one point in time, but in this case, we're looking to try to explain potential causal associations between those causes, exposures, and outcomes, which are mostly clinical in this context. Now let's shift gears and talk about experimental studies, also known as interventional studies. Ryan, do you want to walk us through these? Sure. So these study types compare effects of treatments or interventions compared to controls. So there are four types of clinical trials, and we're going to talk about trials first as it relates to other trials that you can do as well. So there's phase one, two, three, and four clinical trials. So phase one trials, they're conducted in a small number of healthy volunteers in the double digits, so like 20 to 80 patients. And this determines safety of a drug or treatment. This is also where measurements are done on pharmacodynamics, pharmacokinetics, maximum safe dosage, etc. Now, phase two trials, basically in a multiplicative of 10 for patient populations. So they're connected on a slightly larger population, like 75 to 300 patients. And this determines the effect of a drug or treatment. So first we had safety. Now we have the effect. And this is where they determine standard treatment method is compared to a placebo. 
Now phase three trials are even bigger populations, so another multiplicative of 10, so they're typically over a thousand for your patient population, like one to 2,000 plus. Now this for phase three trials determines if an intervention is better than a standard intervention, so less side effects, better effects, things like that. Usually at least two randomized control trials are needed in this phase of trials, and we'll talk about that in a sec. Now the last thing are phase four trials. These are known as clinical trials or post-marketing product surveillance studies, and these are conducted on patients in daily life. So this is when patients are monitored for side effects and additional indications for a drug. So again, phase one is safety, two is effect, three is is it better than other stuff, and four is what are the side effects of stuff. So next we'll talk about randomized controlled trials. So RCTs have the strongest evidence from clinical trials since the patients are split into treatment groups evenly. Now, the thing you'll hear come up often is what the blinding is. So the best type of studies are blinded, randomized controlled trials. So blinding is when a group involved in the study, such as researchers, patients, or data analysts, do not know which treatment group the patient's in. And this is another way to increase the strength of your study's evidence. So a single blind is when either the patients or the researchers don't know what treatments are given to a patient, whereas double blind, both patients and researchers are unaware of the treatments that are given. A triple blind is the same as a double blind, but you also add in that the statisticians or data analysts also don't know what treatments the subjects have received. So the best clinical trial would be a triple blind randomized control trial, but the standard of care is kind of like double blind randomized control trials. Now, Sam, you want to finish us off with meta-analyses and systematic reviews? Absolutely. So these are probably the two most fun ones to read as papers, but meta-analysis takes multiple studies from a particular area and combines their statistical results. This can involve different sample sizes and locations and centers. A systematic review is very similar to a meta-analysis in the fact that it evaluates and interprets all the studies in a clinical area. However, a systematic review will combine the evidence from the different studies without combining the statistical results. Finally, to close out our talk on study designs, we'll talk about the evidence pyramid or how reliable evidence and results are based on which study design is used. So you can kind of think of this in a similar fashion to like a food pyramid, but at the bottom of the pyramid with the least reliable evidence are those in vitro studies, followed by animal experiments, and then editorial notes or expert opinions, which we didn't discuss here. Next are case series or case reports, then case control studies, which are retrospective, then followed by cohort studies, which are prospective. Next, we have randomized controlled trials, and then finally meta-analysis and systematic reviews at the top of the pyramid with the most reliable evidence. We hope this is helpful in remembering all different types of studies. Take a listen to it again right before boards. It's perfect for cramming. Um, and then next week, we'll close out our month on statistics with a discussion on biases. And also send us an email. Let us know any other topics you'd like us to cover, any other comments or suggestions you have for the podcast in general. And overall, happy studying. Thanks, guys. Bye.